If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. about an initiative that you would like your company to implement or adopt, or think of one that you know or have been told that they're working on. How many times we hear that they're working on it and we're like, what is taking so long? Are they really even working on it? Or we think that it must not be that important or it would already be rolled out. But speaking from experience, initiatives take time. And there's five key components to any successful implementation. The first one is getting agreement on the actual problem. And this can be the hardest one at times. Take, for example, if your company has decided we want more women working in our company. If you were to go around and ask people why you think we don't have more women working here now, you are going to get a plethora of answers. Some may say, we just don't get that many women that apply. Some may say, we don't do a good job of retaining the women that we do hire. Some may say, they think we have a bias in our hiring practices and we tend to choose men over women. All of those may even be true. And that's where the agreement comes in. You've got to figure out, if, even if they're all true, where do we start? What, is, what are the priorities? But after that first step of agreement on the actual problem, the second component is getting a consensus on the desired outcome and the timing of that outcome. Third is getting a well-developed plan of action. Fourth is choosing knowledgeable and experienced people that have the respect and the authority necessary to lead the initiative. And the fifth is time. Not just the time it's going to take to carry it out, but the actual time available of the people chosen to lead the initiative. And I can tell you right now in construction, particularly in the Midwest, Nobody's looking for something to add to their schedule. We are slammed. So when given an additional task, even when it's something that we care about making sure happens, because it's not one of the initial roles and responsibilities list, it becomes second, third, or fourth string on our to-do list. And if you're missing any of these five components when you're trying to deliver an initiative, It can cause it to stall out before it even starts, to falter during implementation, or to drag out way longer than anyone planned. This is where a consultant can come in handy. Consultants can be hired for an individual component or for the whole thing. With regard to individual components, think about they can be hired for the kickoff, 
in order to obtain the, the consensus on the problem, the desired outcome, and the timing. They can be hired for development or assisted development of the plan of action. They can also be the person that has the knowledge, the experience, and the authority necessary to keep the initiative moving forward. But in any or all of these roles with a consultant, you now have that one person that has the available time they have dedicated toward focusing on your goal and keeping your organization on track toward it. But who keeps the consultant on track? How are they held accountable? Isn't it possible that you hire a consultant and still don't reach your goal? Sure. And these are all really great questions. These questions are exactly why I titled the episode, Weathermen and Consultants. Think about weathermen, for example. Weathermen have years of training in order to provide their insight. But ultimately, they're not in control of the weather patterns. A consultant is also not in control of all the moving parts and people needed to make an initiative successful. A consultant is one tool in the toolbox and cannot alone complete the project. When choosing a consultant, you want to find one that has intimate experience with the particular challenge you want to address, as well as working knowledge of your industry. And for most of you listening, that's the construction industry. When interviewing a consultant, notice if they're doing more listening or more talking. Because if they spend more time telling you how they would proceed instead of listening to understand your specific challenges, you will struggle to obtain your desired results. But to increase the success of any consultant, and more importantly, the success of your initiative, your organization itself has responsibilities to fulfill. Before hiring a consultant, your organization needs a true desire and commitment to bring about change. Your organization also needs a commitment from key individuals to step up. And in my opinion, your organization needs a mindset that even with a consultant, it is a team effort, an effort in which the team has a desire to remove the quote-unquote training wheels that are created by the consultant so that your organization can become self-sufficient on these efforts. In summary, hiring a consultant is not meant to be the easy button. Instead, consider them another team member, similar to hiring an operations director, a job site foreman, or a new carpenter for your crew. The right hire will respectfully challenge your team to develop ownership and commitment that will ultimately bring about the success that you desire. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. 
or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.